Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lights Camera Sports Podcast, presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. Hello everybody, I'm your host Mike Galtieri, happy to be with you again for another week's edition of this podcast. We're lucky enough to speak with TMGCollegeSports.com writer Mark Bladshawn. You may know him from the Boston Globe where he spent many, many, many years covering college sports and the BC Eagles. I spoke with uh, Mark at halftime of the Central Michigan BC game and uh, we had a good conversation about the future of the program, college sports and college sports around New England. So make sure to take a listen this exciting, exciting podcast. Also, like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to sign up for the BC Football Gridiron Club. Uh, just go to bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and be a part of BC football fans' largest community. Check them out, bcfootballgridiron.com. All right, we'll hear from Chestnut Hill Technologies and Stone Love and Pizza, and then go right into the podcast with Mark Blanchon. As always, thanks so much for listening. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Mike Galtieri here, joined by Mark Blashon. You know him, Boston Globe, TMGCollegeSports.com. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here. Good to be here, Mike. And I think you, you have the record. This will be your fourth appearance on the Lights, Camera, Sports podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, keep it going. <laughs> well, Mark, let's just take a look now. Uh, we're at halftime BC. Uh, what's your take on the program? Uh, first of all, going to the year, uh, the Northern Illinois game, just to kind of take us stage, stage by stage in your overall perception of the BC football program. Well, it's it's stop and stop and start. I mean, they're, they're off to a bad start. They expect to be three and one coming into this game, and now, now they're one and three. And they got to win this game. If they don't win this game, then they're really in trouble. If they win this game, well, now they got to hope that they can steal a few more wins to to get back to you know where they should be. We're looking across the field now. We see the new facilities going up across the way. What do you think? How will that impact recruiting going forward? It's got to help because um, whether you like it or not, football, college football, and basketball are becoming an arms race, and you got to have facilities as well as everything else. And the one thing that BC is desperately needed for years is an indoor facility. This will be a this will be a recruiting tool that that they can use in their, to their advantage. What do you think too? The Clemson game played them tough for a while. Uh, Notre Dame for a tough for a while. Just your overall perception of defense and offense with BC football. You know, they, they try. I mean, I disagree with the party lines coming out of BC. They said it was, you know, Notre Dame was, was only five or six plays that made a difference. Last week was, you know, uh, they played they played it well for three quarters. Well, you got to play 60 minutes in this game. I mean, in November, the score is going to be 34 to 10 and, and 49 20. That's what the score is going to be. For what game? For, for both. For Notre Dame, Notre Dame game was 49 oh, 20, and, and that's what people look at. They lost by yeah. 29 points. Exactly. They look at the Clemson game, they won't remember it was close in the fourth quarter. They'll look at the scores 34 10. I mean, I, it's nice. It, this is not, you don't get style points at this level. You have, you have to produce. 
for the whole game. I mean, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of the, what the basketball team was doing for years. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Jim Christian and, and Steve Donahue, they played great basketball for 35 minutes or 40, 40 minutes against everybody in the country. They had a five-minute period where they disappeared and they lost by double digits more times than not. you, you got to play the whole game at this level. You just can't – I mean, it's like, you don't get points for, for trying hard and, and effort. That doesn't work here anymore. What's your prediction of how the season plays out now? you got a couple games, you know, uh, Florida State, Virginia Tech, we also have UConn. It, it doesn't, also. I mean, it, it, I mean, this, they obviously they need to win this game, and, and this, has been, this has been a horrendous game on both sides in terms of execution. They Central win this Michigan. game. Yeah, Central Michigan. But, but they, they, I mean, I want to see where they get a, a win in the ACC because the teams that they were counting on to be bad, I mean, Virginia, they, they look better. North Carolina State just be Florida State. Uh, you know, then, then they still have uh, Florida State and, and Louisville and Virginia Tech coming up. So where do you where do you get the wins in the league? I mean, UConn, sure, that that should, that should be a win. And Syracuse on the road, that's that's on the road. So you tell me where where you get more than four or five wins. If if you can steal one, steal one. But I don't. Right now, it's tough to see. And what's your take too on BC and the ACC and the rest of the ACC? How it's all shaped up? How, how do you see this playing out in the next five years or so? I, you know, they're fighting an uphill battle because because they're they're going. Miami's getting better now, and Virginia gets better, and Georgia Tech has always been good. Where where how far does BC go up? BC could get better, and still be lower in the standing. So now you're talking you're you're finishing fifth, sixth in the league, and if you can get, I mean, now you're basically trying to get three or four wins in the conference every year, and and hope you can get four wins in the in non-conference by not overscheduling. That's what you're trying to do. So you're talking eight wins max. Yeah. And and that that might be a stretch. Do you like the enthusiasm of the new athletic director, Martin Jarmon? I do. I mean, that, you know, that's he's been all over the place and he's done a lot of things, and I think he's evaluating the, the, the process. So you know, and that's what they need. They need energy. This this you know as well as anyone, this place needs energy. It needs to be boosted by something because the on-field performances and all the, and the, the revenue sports has not produced it. I mean, it's been apathetic if anything. I mean, that's that's the problem in BC. Let's now go through New England, UConn, football. Uh, Randy Edsall in his uh, first year now of the program. What's your general take so far? I've talked to Randy all the time all the summer, and, and he, when he when he got here, he admitted that the program was in worse shape than when he left, when he left the Fiesta Bowl-type team. So, I mean, he admits it's going to be a process. I mean, they've had some bad losses this year, and they'll continue to have some bad losses. Uh, so I, I think, you know, let's, let's see. I'll give Randy the benefit of the doubt for this year, you know, and then a couple of years. But it's a tough – it's going to be a tough road to get back to where they were, even in the, in the yellow Big East level. And what do you think – coming up at Fenway Park, what do you think a couple of weeks? I have a lot of New England viewers, listeners here. Yeah, well, what's – I mean, you know, right now it sounds okay. But if, you, if it's late November and you have a 3-18 and 18 versus a 2-9 two, a two team <laughs> in, in, on a November night – well, you tell me what the enthusiasm is going to be. I, I don't know. We'll see about that. <laughs> um, let's just now go look at the ACC as a whole. ACC football I'm talking about. Right. we got BC, obviously, there. But what, what do you see? We saw Clemson last week in a BC perspective. What, what do you think about the whole program? I mean, excuse me, the whole conference. Well, it's, 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 I think it's top-heavy. I mean, I th- you got, you got I, I think you know, Clemson is still the class of the league. Uh, we'll see what they do against Virginia Tech tonight. They're they're good. Uh, from Miami's back, I think Miami's really close to being yeah. back. Um, and then Virginia, North Carolina State. You know, are, are, are signs of. And then we don't know what's going to happen with Louisville. Louisville's still good. Florida State. It's got a. I mean, again, like BC is looking at in their own division of you know four team, three teams that that they, it's an upset every time they beat Florida State, Louisville. Uh, Louisville and then, then Virginia Tech they play every year, so that's you're behind them. So where 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 are you? You know, 
in the, in the spectrum of things. And the ACC is going to be a, a top-heavy league. Clemson has become a big player, and they've become the dominant team in, in the conference and then one of the dominant teams in the country. Do you think they'll – is that your prediction? Do you think they'll win the ACC? <sighs> I, I, I say that with a hesitancy because because I want to see. I mean, literally. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm hedging here. I want to see what they do tonight on the road. Yep. I want to see when they, if they bounce back against Florida State, and I want to see if they. I want to. I'm, I'm curious about Miami. Miami looked like they the have some spark. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and and, and that could be a. That's an interesting game. So let's let's see. But yeah, right now you got to give Clemson the benefit of doubt. I mean, they're everything they said they were going to be. It's kind of sad what happened to Florida State. Like right. Friends and well, going Florida, I mean, I, again, if Florida State plays Wake Forest and they're only a seven-point favorite, it, I mean, the, the Florida State of all would be win by twenty points. So let's see what they do tonight. Uh, shifting across the board, Big Ten. What's your thoughts now, month in the season with them? Well, I mean, you know, you got Ohio State, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, you know, they're 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 all Penn State, okay. I no one's really talked about it, and this is my own prejudice. I think the sleeper team, and it I could be proven wrong, is Michigan because of Don Brown running the defense. I mean, I just think Don Brown is one is one of the best position coaches in in America, and they got to go out to state college in a couple weeks and shut down that offense. Penn State looks like the best team in the Big Ten right now. But I want to see them get past Michigan with, with Don Brown's defense. I want to see what happens there. But, you know, you got to go Penn State in, in, you know, uh, as, as the sort of the quasi-favorite. Ohio State looks a little shaky to me. And then Wisconsin is solid. And, you know, and then, then I said Michigan could be the sleeper, which is strange to say about Michigan. Don Brown's a guy in New England. Yes. been around right. for a while, too. Be interested to see whatever happens. I don't know what happens at BC, but well, could be a candidate down that, the road. That, that, that's down the road. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, he could, his name will be mentioned if that, if that we get to that point. Yep. Uh, SEC down south. Uh, what it, are looking at? It, it look, Alabama, obviously, you know, and then we'll see. Georgia's looks on the other side. It's Alabama and Georgia are, are the, you know, the, the, te- keep the key teams. And then we'll, I mean, uh, Auburn still has some life to it, I think. And after that, I, I think that's it, that's it as far as it goes in terms of the contenders. Big 12? <sighs> Oklahoma, obviously. I think the sleeper team is TCU. I mean, TCU took care of Oklahoma State. Let's see if, if, what they do to Oklahoma in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, that, that's that's it. Oklahoma State can bounce back. But Oklahoma right now and TCU, obviously, are the are the teams you're going to have to look at. Yeah, and, we, you know, it's still early now. Yeah, it, still we still got another. Let's talk about by Halloween. We'll know, we'll yeah. know obviously. And then the Pac-12, uh, round it up. Pac-12, well, USC got a little bump in the, in the negative thing last night when they lost to Washington State. Um, I think Washington is is, is is a team to beat. They've been very quiet. No one, they haven't played anybody, but they're sitting there, you know. But the Washington, Washington, it could be Washington, Washington State, which would be a great thing for the, you know, just to, you know, that game at the end of the season could be for the, not only for the Pac-12 title, but it could be for a Final Four spot. I mean, that's, I mean, they're fun to watch. You mentioned the Final Four. You, you were, obviously, you go way back, BCS, you were legendary in terms of getting involved with that organization. Do you like where the game has gone now? With the playoff and the, the four. Yeah, it was. It, it was. Uh, I still think they get, need one more step. I still think you need eight teams. Eight teams. Really? I do. Why? Because I, I just don't think the concept of having five champions get into four spots yeah. works. I mean, you, you're going to have you're going to have a time, and it could come this year, or sometime when you're going to have you know two undefeated champions. Yeah. And you have to make, pick one of them. And I don't think that's fair. I mean, I think it's fair. I, I think if you go to eight, which you have the five champions, and then you have three three designated, you know, wild card things, yeah, someone's going to go left out of eight. Everyone's going to say, well, what if it be eight, eight and nine? How are you going to do that? Well, let them argue that. But but it's fair. Then every cha- every league will have a representative in the, in the, in the, in the dance, and then let it go from there. 
I was at the American Conference Media Days in Newport, right. and they call it the Power Six. Yeah, yeah. and what, Mike, Mike Oresco, Oresco is, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, Mike, you know, when he's going to put he's going to put South Florida and Memphis and, and that's right. Yeah, I, I, that, Mike's been preaching that for a couple of years. Yeah. It's a nice concept. It, it, it doesn't cut it because the bottom, they're not, they're not there. Do I mean, you see the future of that a group of five? Or where the, the, the American looks like at least it's six out from that group. Right, it does, what? and you know, and, and, and that's fine. And, but but again, is they, then if, if they get if they get into an eighteen playoff, well, then you got a chance to then they have a seat yeah. at the table, and then let's see what they can do. Yeah, you know, and we look back at BCS. The Big East was at right. its day at six, right. basically in that regard. It seemed to work out fairly. Yeah, it over. worked out fine. Yeah, sure. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Um, and then, well, interesting to get your stories, your time in the BCS. What was your favorite year cover, or your favorite story development uh, during that time period? I think it was 98? Till, yeah, 98. Till and I saw, every, I saw every championship game. It was like seven of us wow. that saw every, 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 game. every BCS game. We had like a, you know, it's like Super Bowl guys. We So... I mean, Is there a moment think, that sticks out to you, though, covering not, that not era? One, not one moment, but I, I still remember it was, I think it was 2004, or maybe 2005, and, and, and Auburn had, and Mike Sly was the commissioner of the SEC, and, and Auburn and the SEC had just gotten shut out of the other championship yes, game. Yes. And, and, 04. Yeah, 04. And he said this will never happen again, or, you know, and they won the next six national championships in a row. I mean, they just went boom. Yeah. The SEC just took over, and they became the dominant league until to this, even until now. I mean, now, now they're getting some challenges. But but and the last year was a bad year for the SEC, I think. But but they were truly the most dominant conference. Why do you think that happened? Looking back on it, what, uh, well, because the, I mean, let's let's face it, the SEC football is different than any play. I mean, it's more important. It's a religion. I mean, people up here have no concept of what SEC the mentality of SEC football. Football is. This, it's you know Red Sox, sell, I mean, everything you want about New England. It's all into one thing. I mean, they yeah, have their passions, and it's important. It's 365. You know, they re- talk about recruiting. They talk about this. They talk about that. It means more anything. They, they put more funding in it, more interest in it. it, it so that's that's what it is. It's part of the culture. Where does the ACC rank this year in terms of? Uh, we're talking conference. You, you got you got to give them their due until someone proves wrong because yeah. because Clemson and Virginia Tech are you know are, are certainly as, and, and no one else has really jumped out. I mean. I mean, the, the SEC has become top heavy. The bottom doesn't have to look at the SEC. And the Big 12 is the Big 12. You know, Big 10. I mean, so the, the ACC is right there. I mean, when you're the top dog, you know, and they won, you know, they won the Heisman Trophy last year. They, they, they won the national championship. You know, okay, that's, they deserve us to, to their due. Yeah. Let's transition now to basketball, Mark. A couple minutes. Uh, I was at the practice this morning, first practice, okay. BC basketball, Jim Christian. Your thoughts and the just uh, macro look at the program. Your thoughts. And well, I, I wish they would succeed. Jimmy Christian's a good guy, and, and he's and he's working. He's working against a stacked deck. 
Because if you look at the ACC, in, in, in BC's best year, you know, compared to the competition you're facing, where, where, where are they going to finish? Eighth? Ninth? Yeah. The league is getting better. Yeah. And they're getting tougher and tougher. And you get Louisville and you got Carolina and you got, you know, Miami. I mean, Duke, North I mean, all those, all those teams, Syracuse. So, so it's there. So, what's what's what is success in, in, in for 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 BC in, in getting winning four games in the ACC? That 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 doesn't cut it. That doesn't cut it. So, Especially I mean, twenty games. No, coming up. no. So, so what they got to do when they do? I guess they're doing it the right way. They're under scheduling non-conference to try and get ten or eleven games going into January, and then you try and deal steal three or four games to get to five hundred, which gets you in a postseason. And then see what you can do. But it's a tough, it's a tough, tough road that they're dealing with, and they don't have the facilities. You know, it's it's one of the worst facilities and and no practice facilities in in a, in a conference. Yep. And so, I mean, there's so many things stacked against them, and the attendance is down. The interest is minimal. So you're fighting, you're fighting, you're going against the tide. Question: about What do you think how this year will play out? I know it's early, but. Do you think that Jim Christian will try to get in the top half of the ACC? Oh, if he can do that, it'll be coach of the year. Hell, absolutely, <laughs> if he can get top half of the ACC. You have a good guard combinations with Bowman. Uh, you need, a people, you need, you need help line. up front, though. Yeah. Need, that's, that's the key. key. So that'll be interesting to see if we all, as it plays out this season. Um, last question. I know you're good friends with Jim Calhoun. Yeah, um, I talked to him the other day, right before he made the announcement. Yeah. Well, just take us into his mind. He's now, people don't know, now coaching yeah. uh, Division Three St. Joseph College in right. West Hartford. Uh, Going to be a co-ed school next year. Right. So September 2018, he'll resume coaching on the D3 level. Right. Just take us into his mind. Well, Interesting, the, the, I thought. The, the, the ultimate, and, I, and, I, and he said this a couple of times, and then he said it again the other day, and the ultimate description of Jim Calhoun was, he said, quite a, he says, I, I like being around gyms. G, G, you know, you know, not G A I M G G Y M. He likes being in gyms, and that's he's a he's a basketball he's a gym junkie. He's a he's a gym rat. He likes being in that atmosphere, no matter what level it is. And so this is a chance. He's going to go back to the to his roots, back to Dedham High School. He's going to blow his whistle. He's going to have kids come out there, and he's going to try and coach him and see him make better. And he's going to be happy. I mean, the the, the the lights won't be there, the TV sets won't be there. I mean, the money won't be there, but he'll be coaching. You know, he'll be coaching kids, and let's see what happens. I mean, that's that's his. That's the essence of Jim Cajon. He's a coach. Do you think he? Uh, technically, they announced he's not a coach yet. Do you think he will coach? Yeah, well, there's, there's, there's no question. When the six months, he's got a contract with you. With uh, he can't can do for six months. But I, but I, 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 I don't think. I don't Glenn think, Miller's evolved as well. Yeah, too, yeah, but, and, I, and I don't think there's any doubt that in, in 2018, when when everything is set and done, he's going to be coaching. Coach. I mean, he can't. He's, he's too too got too much energy to sit and be a consultant. He's going to be a he's going to be you know blowing whistles and then sitting on the sidelines. I think that. You know, I, I would be stunned if that didn't happen. Did he give you any other nuggets in the phone call you had with him, or just no, just to get just, just the fact that he was that he was he was ready to. I asked him. I said, "Are you ready ready to come back?" It's you know, it's, and, he, and he started laughing because he's a, he wants to be around gyms. I mean, he's got he feels good. His health is pretty good, so that's what he wants to do. He wants he wants to he wants to be around a gym and, and be part of a pro- basketball program, which is fine for him. And he's a guy who grew up in the Boston area. Oh yeah. Just rank what he. I don't know if people realize what he did at UConn in terms of where it was to where it is now or where when he was winning championships uh, I know it's gone down a little bit since then but uh, just talk about that recruiting story and that well, success story well he, he just I mean you know, as there's uh, some way it was, uh, when he first got there it was, it was called store not stores you know <laughs> you know so so now and now it's the, I mean he, he took that program and, and, and turned it from a little Yankee conference school 
Yeah, you know, into an into a three time national champion. I mean, that's you know, I mean, and again, yeah, what Gino did is OEM is them in women's basketball. They beca- they become a presence. They I mean they, when you talk about college basketball, you come into the discussion with the Duke, the Carolina, the UCLA, the Kansas. That's an amazing prospect. People lose sight of where they where they came from. There was no history of. Like you go back to James Nathan with with with, with uh, you know Kansas and, and Carolina, we you know go back 50, 60 years. But you 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 count as what you know in, from you know the seventies. In the seventies, people didn't know what UConn. I mean, they, outside of New England, UConn is what? Yeah, it was like New Hampshire. Yeah, no question. About so it was, it was it was an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, yep. Well said, Mark. Well said. Any final thoughts in this college football season that you've noticed now a month in? I, you know, a month in, and I, I think we're going to see the cream. I think we're going to see Alabama. We're going to see, you know, a Big Ten team, you know, you know Clemson, obviously. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think it's going to be a wide-open affair. Uh, I wouldn't – I wouldn't. there's no locks in anybody, even Alabama. Well, Mark Bladjong, thanks so much for joining us here. You can always read his work, tmgcollegesports.com. We know him around here at Boston Globe. Thanks so much for the time. Okay, Mike, thanks. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Well, thanks so much for listening to this podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. Uh, Once again, I'm Mike Galtier reminding you, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the largest BC fan club on campus and across the country. That's the BC Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up. Well, thanks so much again, once again, to Mark Bladshaw for taking some time and joining us here on this podcast. We'll be back once again next week. This is Mike Galtieri signing off.